Welcome everyone to the weekly discussion podcast. My name is Pastor Kyle. And I am Pastor Holly. And Pastor Holly, uh, hello. How's it going? Hey, hey, uh, it's going well. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome I, back. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, if, if you have, <laughs> if you've been listening to the discussion podcast, it might not seem like I've been gone <laughs> because we recorded some uh, podcasts weeks ahead of time. The magic of technology. I know, it's so great. I love it. We used to actually do this with uh, early on in the pandemic too. Mm-hmm. We were several weeks ahead on podcast recordings, which yes. is really great. But I, I was recently gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, the the weeks that Pastor Holly uh, preached uh, here at Crossview, and, and I took a trip um, with a couple other pastors, Pastor Mark and Judy Morrison, and um, we went to Asia, and it was really great. We got to uh, travel to South Korea, and then to Thailand, yeah, and got to be with all of our Free Methodist uh, World Mission Asia team uh, in Thailand. Yes. Uh, which so is the second cool. part of it. So yeah. cool. I know. And Pastor Crow was texting me from Thailand about <laughs> the amazing food that he was oh, eating there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, a little bit envious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had always heard about the fruit in Southeast Asia. Yeah. And so I think, so this is the, is this the third time I've been to Southeast Asia for a retreat like this? Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> excuse me, I was hearing about this fruit before the first time I went, there's, there's, I mean, it's just, just true. There is nothing <laughs> like fruit from Southeast Asia. It's like eating candy. Oh. It is so sweet yeah. and, and amazing. In fact, I was laughing because, uh, on, I don't remember what day we were there, but it was a breakfast. And at this breakfast, they had an incredible buffet and, um, the, the buffet typically had obviously a Thai food. Yeah. Uh, they also had a whole section of just of Indian food because oh, uh, one of the chefs that they had um, at this place we were staying was uh, Indian. Yeah. And so all whole bunch of different Indian foods, lots of curries and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then they had a whole section of just fruit that you could go through and pick. Yeah. So typically my breakfast where I was just like going for it, I was like all spicy curries, <laughs> whether it was Thai or Indian food, that was breakfast. It was amazing right right rice noodles or rice and then just spicy curry yes and then at the end of it we i was get some fruit and i picked up this banana that was like bruised and brown and yeah i'm like yeah i mean i gotta have some fruit yeah you're you kind of like bananas that's your thing yeah i yeah. love bananas yeah. yeah uh but when i took a bite of this banana it was like the best banana <laughs> i've ever had i was totally surprised <laughs> I guess we shouldn't be surprised that the bananas that we have in Western Washington yeah. are not the yeah. most amazing bananas no. in the world, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, but then the then there's papaya and mango yeah. and oh my gosh, so good. Just amazing. If you ever go to Southeast Asia, get the fruit. If you've never been to Southeast Asia, go to Southeast Asia just for the fruit. Just for the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> It's totally worth it. That's a that's a big way to get some fruit, but yeah. hey, worth it. Sounds it's like so it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor Holly, we're we're uh, we're ending our prayer series. This is the 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 fifth and final week. I think it's I'm I think it's the fifth. It's I don't know. The sixth. Oh, the, the sixth. sixth. Yeah. See, I'm just gonna. I know. You're jet lag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna blame everything on jet lag. <laughs> uh, so we're ending our prayer series, and uh, in the in the message that I shared, I, I told some stories mm-hmm. about uh, some of the the experiences we had, some of the powerful experiences. So I just want to encourage you to go listen to that, yeah, or watch that if you haven't had an opportunity. But for our podcast today, just really want to dive in in more detail to the uh, the 
the idea that we're talking about prayer right. as we end this series. So as uh, this kind of really cool thing, Eugene Peterson has this uh, concept, a kind of the spectrum of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was a really good concept for us to, excuse me, to end our series on. And the, and the, the spectrum um, kind of on the one side, you have what's called kind of um, active prayer. Yeah. And, and kind of what, what, what he means by that or this idea is that um, in this type of active prayer, uh, it's the kind of prayer where we might try to convince God to do something that he's not already doing, something that we might think is a good idea. Right. So we're not using active here to mean involved because we should be involved in prayer. We yeah. should be active in prayer. It's kind of more activist prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. So, like, to try to convince God, yeah. um, you know, maybe at the worst, uh, it's like manipulation right. God. Right. It's like, God, I have a great idea that you should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We, like, we get that sometimes as pastors, Absolutely, right? People yeah. will come up and say, I got a great idea. You should do you this. You should do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, and we and we we love we love you all. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so that's kind of this on the one side is this act, active prayer. So yeah. an example scripturally might uh, be something like the Pharisees. Yes. So we see these kind of this all the time, and we know the Pharisees get a bad rap, but at the worst, you know they're they're essentially seen scripturally as like wanting God to do it the way that they think it should be done. Right. Um, so one of the, like a prime example of this is, you know, the, the Pharisees think that if everybody, everybody, like all the Jewish people, uh, for even just one day, uh, follow all 613 commandments, <laughs> well, the commandments and all of their, you know, all the sub, addendums, yeah, the addendums yeah. and all that stuff from the Midrash and everything, uh, that if everybody did that, even for just one day, that the Messiah would return. Right. Right, so they pray in that direction, yeah. like, and they teach in that direction, yeah. and they try to get people to do that. So it's kind of like, okay, God, if you will help this happen, then we'll have this outcome, which is good for everybody. Right. So do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, this this makes sense to me. Right. They had this goal in mind. They believed that that um, that the Messiah would come. They were right about that, but. Uh, they thought the way it would happen was by everybody being perfectly holy all at the same time. It was like a stars aligning kind of thing mm-hmm. for them. And so they tried to manipulate that into into happening by yeah. both um, praying that that would happen and also being busybodies who went around correcting everybody. Else. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think if we're all honest, we've, we've done this in our own prayer yeah. life. I mean, m- maybe it's not with, with bad intent. Uh, right. Right. It's just not really, it's maybe sometimes not knowing how best to approach prayer. And mm-hmm. so we're just like, God, maybe sometimes in crisis or, or you know, desperation, we're like, God, please do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of the one side of it. So the other side of it, on the ex- the other extreme, the other end of it, uh, would be uh, something like passive prayer, mm-hmm. uh, where it's kind of like, okay, great, God, you're doing stuff. Just leave me out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I kind of see that as also the the ways that we sometimes might view God. Like sometimes we see God as um, our own personal God, as the one who is who is um, involved specifically in our lives to such a degree that we can say, "Hey, God, uh, do this for me," and He'll just do it, yeah. which is can be manipulative, um, rather than seeing God as sovereign over uh, all the earth and over all time. 
And on the other hand, we can see God as being very distant, very um, yeah. uh, withdrawn, kind of set the world in motion and mm-hmm. then left us alone after that. Yeah. And neither of those are an accurate way of looking at God. Right. Yeah, that's really good. I, I really, I really, uh, I, that idea that, yeah, God just is leaving us alone, kind of set things in motion and feels very distant. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, I think that resonates with this idea of what passive prayer can be. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and so the Eugene Peterson really kind of um, talks about what he calls the middle voice. So there's this kind of spot right in the middle, yeah. which is maybe the sweet spot. Uh, and another, other authors uh, call it a participatory prayer, mm-hmm. which I think is a really appropriate way for us to think about the activity of prayer as we think about God's work in general uh, in our lives, maybe in our neighborhoods, but also around the world. Yeah. Because one of the things that always happens when you go to a different place. I mean, it's it's perspective changing. Yes. It's, it's perspective enlarging. Right. Um, and you get to experience new people, new place, new food. And you're just like, oh, wow. Like, I realize there's more to this world than just my slice of it. Right, right. Really zooms out and takes the focus off of ourselves. Yes. And our own context. Right. Yeah. And so the other thing, you know, I think that that typically happens, and every time I travel internationally, this always happens. I'm consistently in awe of what the Lord is doing in places in the world, not just other places in the world, but sometimes very difficult, even dangerous places in the world. I mean, we read these scriptures and uh, we read these stories in scripture about him doing these miraculous things and these you know, setting people free dramatically. And we're just like, yeah, we never see that in, in our in our context, right, right? right? But sometimes when you travel to these other places of the world, this kind of stuff just is, is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, whoa! So this idea of prayer, getting involved in prayer in this way, this middle voice, is this idea um, that, that, uh, that I am an active participant uh, in what God is doing, but the action didn't begin with me, right? Right. Uh, I'm joining the action of what what God is already doing. So the assumption here of this type of prayer is 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 not to get God to do something that I think needs to be done, yeah. Uh, but to become aware of what God is already doing, so that I can respond to it and participate in it and take delight in it. This is a big idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's huge. It's like whoa! Like this type of prayer recognizes that God is doing powerful, incredible things, right. and rather than trying to to convince Him to do something, and we we came up with, or just say no, nope, just leave me out of it. This right. is like whoa! Okay, um, you're already doing something here. I want to join you. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's asking God to show you what he's doing yes. already and being willing to step into that, um, inviting yourself into God's yeah. work, really, right? Say, God, can I join you in what you are already doing? That really changes the um, that really changes the the whole outlook and even structure of our prayers. Yeah. I mean, and and you you know, uh, one of the things I think we see throughout scripture all the time is that God chooses to act. Mm-hmm but often chooses to act through humanity. <laughs> right, yeah. And so that that's it's wonderful and it's scary yeah. and and uh, this is part of what I think one of the power of this type of prayer is to recognize that God does uh, do incredible things in this world and and 
invites us to to be part of that. Yes. And so the, I think the 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 question is are are we saying I mean this is the question of I think spirituality in, in a lot of different aspects but are we saying yes to the invitations right. of God? Right. Cuz God can and will and wants to use you and me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Every single one of us. That's one uh, idea that's really important particularly in our uh tradition is that God invites every single person. Every single person yes. on the planet and throughout history is invited into what God is doing. Yes. So uh so a, a moment of scripture. There's a couple of moments in scripture that I think highlight this really well and their mother son this is amazing, yeah. right? <laughs> you'll get you'll get it exactly yeah, in, in just a moment when I say this first story. So the Luke chapter story. one, uh, an example of this type of prayer is Mary. Yeah, right. Uh, it's so crazy to think about Mary's situation when when the angel comes and announces to Mary, "Oh, you're going to give birth to a son." Right. <laughs> yeah, she's like 14, 15 years right. old. Right, super yeah. young teenager, yeah. and you just think about all the challenges. Uh, in, in her cultural context, yeah. day-to-day living, of what it means to be a pregnant, young pregnant mother who's not married. Right. The Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The implications there are huge. She, she could have been put to death. Yeah. Yeah. And she's living in, uh, in this society that's part of the Roman Empire. She's poor. Um, yeah. Things were not good for her. No. Things were not good for her. And so what's what's fascinating is there's and and I don't we don't know what it, it, we always read this story like it's just a complete surprise to Mary. Right. right? Like yeah. she's just minding her business, you know, going yeah. about her day, maybe it's evening or whatever, and boom, angel. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then she the angel gives her just this incredible announcement. Not only are you going to be pregnant, but you're going to be pregnant with the Son of God. Right. The Messiah, the Savior of all of all things uh so what are you gonna <laughs> what do, you do? Say, Mary? yeah right totally <laughs> and so this is this is participatory prayer yes uh mary's response is incredible because this is not something that she came up with right it's not an idea that she's trying to convince god to do no so okay Would not have ever asked for right well, yeah. yeah totally probably could never have even thought about something right. doing it this way so right. certainly not on the one side, kind of that activist type of prayer. Right. On the other side, not passive at all, because her response could be, yeah, I'm out. Like, right. That's, <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that sounds, just just leave me out of it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know this person down the street you could go talk to. Yeah. Probably, it's not me, not me. <laughs> you need to go talk to Judy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you're going door to door, no soliciting, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. So it wasn't it wasn't this passive like just leave me out of it. Her no. response was yes. She said I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Yeah. Wow. And then the angel left her. Yeah. I mean just unbelievable uh a participatory kind of prayer or response here, recognizing right. what God's doing um and then and being willing to step into that. Really, really incredible because there's just no way that she would have could possibly have have had the understanding of what she was stepping into. I, 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 her, her faith and her upbringing maybe um, prepared her to have some understanding of 
the Messiah coming, but to know what that means. What does it mean to suddenly be pregnant with yeah, the Son of God? There right. is no framework for this uh, <laughs> to understand that. And, and also, I just think about Mary as a mother and how how it, this is true of 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 all parents. We just don't know yeah. what what is what we're getting ourselves into, right? right? <laughs> when uh, when those babies are born and what that will mean uh, to our lives and to their life, and um, and Mary didn't know either. Yeah. Um, I I relate to that as uh, as a mom. Like we don't know what. Um, what parenthood will mean or what our children's lives will be. But we are stepping into that and we're saying, yes, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> right. I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's so good. We said that this was a, there's kind of a family element to this story. Yes. Um, what's really cool is on the other end of the book of Luke, uh, so this, we are highlighting uh, Luke chapter one here yeah. uh, in in the message uh, that we gave yesterday, and at the end of the book of chapter uh, of the book of Luke in chapter twenty-two, what we find, and we were talking about this just a moment ago. I wonder how often Mary modeled this kind of response in her life, yeah. not just in this moment when the angel comes comes and tells her she's going to be pregnant, but how often, if she did that here in this moment, what was that like in the rest of her life? Right, and how did that influence Jesus? Because uh, I think what we see is Jesus have a very, the same type of a response as his mother. Yes. In a very key moment in his life. <laughs> so it's really cool to recognize the connection that Jesus prays almost essentially the same prayer that his mother prayed. Yes. In Luke chapter 22, when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he sees, he knows what's ahead of him, right? And he, he comes to this this kind of climactic moment in the in that part of the story. And he says, Father, if you're willing, just take this cup of suffering away from me. Right. And then I just imagine Jesus praying that desperately with this pause. And then maybe a recognition of what God is doing here. And then here's the prayer that his mother prayed so long ago. Yes. I want your will to be done, not mine. Let it be to me as you have said. Right. Woo! Ooh. Yes, I I like to imagine Mary praying that throughout Jesus's life. Yeah, not only at this uh, annunciation, right at this time when she was told what was about to happen, but but I imagine that uh, when Jesus was twelve and yeah. they lost him and wandered back and found him in the temple where he was teaching. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I imagine that Mary probably just had to close her eyes for a minute and say, okay, God, <laughs> yes, <laughs> let it be done to me, yeah. just as you have said. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and when he grew up, it was baptized and said, Mom, I'm heading off into the wilderness. Oh. See you when I get back. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, God, <laughs> yes, let it be done to me, just as you have said. I imagine that yeah. Mary had to pray this over and over and over yeah. again, and what a posture of humility mm -hmm. and uh, and openness. Yeah. And then for Jesus to take that on as well yeah. uh, is incredible. Yeah. So just two powerful examples of this idea of participatory prayer. Yeah. Like, God, I recognize what you're doing, uh, and I'm not trying to convince you to do it. Right. I, I see that you're doing this work already. Right. Uh, it's not a prayer of okay, leave me out of it, which would have made right. total sense for Mary to say in the in the moment with the angel or Jesus, absolutely recognizing yeah. the suffering he's about to go through. Okay, I'm out. Like yeah. just leave me out of it. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, they didn't do that, uh, and they said yes to the Lord's invitation to what He was already doing. And obviously, just incredible, um, incredible blessing for all of humanity because right. of their <laughs> participation in God's actions. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, so just again, um, wanting to highlight the fact that the assumption of this type of biblical prayer is is not that God's act is that God's action always precedes my request. That God is always doing something. The aim is not to get God in on what I think He should be doing. Rather, the aim of this type of prayer is to get us in on what God is doing, to become aware of it and then to participate with it. Right. So. Just incredible. I, I just want to encourage you as you think about your prayer this week. Like, I mean, pray specifically to be uh, to, for God's spirit to give you some clarity on what what He's doing. Yes, in your life and how He wants you to participate in what He's doing right now. What He's already started. What He's already doing. Because He's already doing. He's it. already doing it. Yeah, yeah. And He'll and He'll show you. I think we pray a lot for uh, for God's will. Right. We ask yeah. God what His will is. Let's let's uh, ask him what he's doing. Yeah, totally. That's his will. Yeah, right. And step into that. Yes. You know, just as a, as a way to end this podcast, we kind of deliberately made a decision not to tell more of the same stories that we told in the message, right. but uh, but just to kind of bookend this with what we were talking about earlier on. Um, you know, we got to visit with some uh, in, in some very powerful moments. Uh, we we got to visit with some people uh, who, you know, we're. Uh, working uh, with um, Pastor Trevor uh, in South Korea, right. uh, who's going to working to reestablish the Free Methodist work in in South Korea, right. uh, and we were just talking about this is not like restarting God's work no. in South Korea. It's just participating, uh, saying yes to what God's doing in South Korea, yeah. and then. And joining in uh, with our network of relationships and other churches and other people around Asia, like, yes, God, we want to be a part of that. And some of the people are persecuted uh, Christians or people who are uh, persecuted in very dangerous areas. We yes. call them creative access countries, countries that we can't really talk about publicly because it's not legal <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to, so, to be a believer in some of these countries. <laughs> so there's there's danger there. Yeah, yeah, and you can imagine if you think South Korea and then you think about the the countries to the north and, you know, the east of them. Right. Uh, what, the, where, the, where the struggles may, uh, may come into play. Yes, yeah. and the, these are the, the persecuted people that, you know, we're working with yeah. uh, and Trevor's working with, and we're hoping to establish a network of, of, of connections that will help people in all kinds of way, include, ways, including introducing them to Jesus yes. uh, and in some incredibly powerful ways. We got to meet some people while we were over there oh, and wow. hear their stories and just, I'm, I mean, I'm just inspired and in awe even now as I sit here and think about those people that we met and the stories that we heard, the suffering that they've been through yeah. and how they've come through. And it's clear that God is working. Yes. Uh, not just in individuals, but in families, in cities, in countries. Right. Uh, to change things. Uh, so, oh, I just want to say yes to, to participate in what God is doing. Absolutely. We didn't start it. We're not saying leave us out of it. We're saying, God, can we be helpful here? Yes. We're in. We are in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully this has been encouraging to you this uh, this week. Spend some time uh, in d 
discerning the participatory uh, prayer for your life this week and see what God will do. (laughs) It's going to be good. We know it. (laughs) All right. See you, everyone.